0: everyone. This is Lisa Freitas.
1: And I'm Katie Saad. And welcome to another episode of 90 Day Disasters, a 90 Day Fiance recap podcast.
0: We are two moms, lawyers and reality TV junkies here to break down for you the fire in a trash can that is TLC's 90 Day Fiance. All right, everyone,
1: grab your K-1 visas and let's get started. Oh, and because we are lawyers, we need to cover our butts so please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the episode.
0: Hi guys, and we are here with the flashback episode. uh, Season 1, episode 5 of Before the 90 Days. Um, It's called Secrets and Lies, and it was originally aired on September 3rd, 2017.
1: Before we get started on that, I just want to note that when Lisa and I were in Vegas last or two weeks ago, I did try to contact Colty. Um, I sent him a Facebook message. It was not returned. I asked him if we could like take him to dinner or talk to him or whatever. I do think he's probably very much in the midst of his 15 minutes of fame um, Mm -hmm. and thinks that he's like Ariana Grande right now. Um, So we did try to like bring you that tea, but it, it, it failed miserably. So, yeah, sorry. We still had fun. We could it. We could
0: have taken him to Stratosphere.
1: We could att- have... <laughs> <laughs> to propose.
0: Alright. So, let's... We start with Paul and Karini. Um, and he's got the cooling vest on.
1: He has his cooling vest on. Oh. And he's, like, miming and texting her in order to communicate. And it's it hard has, to watch.
0: He says, I'm an anxiety-prone germaphobe type person. Really? He seems
1: like it. You think? <laughs> and she wants to go swim in the river. I think it is, in fact, the Amazon River or one of its offshoots.
0: Of course. And she, this is clearly something she does often. Yeah. She grew up swimming in the river. Yeah. It's hot, and how else are you going to cool off? It's not like she's got a swimming pool.
1: I personally felt he looked a little too excited for the urethra monster to pay him a visit. Oh, but that's what he was, like, worrying about. Oh, And then I have a quote. I think it was him. Quote, I had to hold myself back last night. <laughs> because, remember, as you recall, in the last scene of the previous episode, there's sort of, she's, like, wanting to have sex with him, which still is, like, the great mystery of our time. Right. And he won't do it until she gets an STD and pregnancy test. Although, I don't think he has said that to her yet. He just told us.
0: And he hasn't, I mean, just say sex. Like they,
1: what does we, he say? Being
0: intimate. Ooh. Or, you know, like they try to use all these euphemisms. Just say sex.
1: Oh, speaking of people who use euphemisms about sex, and you know, I love to jump around and just be totally, you know, inefficient with my speaking here. But I did notice recently that Darcy, mm. who also likes to use use weird words to talk about sex, mm-hmm. now has a new boyfriend in London. So she went from the continent of Europe to the UK.
0: Well, of course, because she's like, but, I mean, is there no one in Jersey? She's from Connecticut. Is there no one in Connecticut? So, Connecticut, it's funny
1: you ask. Connecticut is a very interesting place. It is like the, it is the wasp's nest, so to speak. It's
0: very odd that she chooses Connecticut as a place to settle. She, She
1: looks like Jersey. She does. But she lives in Connecticut.
0: Like, she could be friends with the Jersey Housewives.
1: She could be on the Jersey Housewives. I mean, I'm from Jersey. Like, I can say this. She looks like every mom that I grew up with. Um, I don't know why she lives in Connecticut. I'm guessing it's because she needs to be somewhat near her ex-husband. Although he still lives something like. Two
0: hours away. Hours, some like number of home
1: hours. Home but, it, but that's still closer to Connecticut than Jersey. So it kind of makes sense. Maybe she had to do like a middle, a middle ground because of the custody issues or whatever. I I'm just mean, guessing because she clearly belongs in Jersey.
0: A Joe Giudici or a Joe Gorda, Gorga. Would be, would be, all, be all over, over it. it. Yeah. Especially because she has her own money, too. I, mean, I agree oh completely. Um, and the, the style. I mean, oh, forget it. Sorry, um, so
1: I interrupted you. No, no, no,
0: it's fine. He looks ridiculous in the cooling vest. Which Who just needs like a cooling vest to go swimming? He's just an idiot. And then he gets the condom. Oh, Animal that life. was
1: hard to watch. It wasn't just a condom. It was a condom and then also some kind of outfit, I think. Yeah, where it was like it, pants. It was like pants with a penis pocket.
0: I don't know. The whole thing is just.
1: It was grotesque.
0: Obscene. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, why? She's in, like, a bikini. Oh,
1: yeah. He says it's a penis sheath. Oh, my God. He he wears his condom and penis sheath. I have that in quotes. Plus a life vest and pants. He's wearing pants that don't have feet holes. Yeah. So that they immediately fill up with water. Which, honestly, could have killed him. (laughs) Could have sank like a rock.
0: And he embarrassed her. Which...
1: Oh, definitely. I get it. Cause She's just like, no.
0: <laughs> We're embarrassed too, Karina.
1: His life vest like chokes up around his neck and he starts sput- sputtering in the, quote, poop water.
0: <laughs> and then he says, quote, having Karini by my side is really starting to put me at ease. Really? Are you sure? Because it doesn't seem like
1: it. <laughs> I don't know. With those waterlogged pants. You know, he looked like the opposite of one of like the used car lot, like... <laughs> Guys that flap around. Oh,
0: my gosh. He is, it's just so extreme.
1: It was a hilarious scene. I mean, good for TLC. Like, that, you can't, you can't make that up.
0: Oh, and he swam with his socks on.
1: Oh, that I did not notice. Yes. Oh, and then this was interesting. He says they're going to Manaus tomorrow, and this comes back to the point that I keep making, keep beating this dead horse. I've been saying all along, why the hell did he need to go all the way down the Amazon the first time they met? She could have met him in Manaus, where he could have flown in just, you know, normally, and now she's going to go with him. So, clearly, she was comfortable going to Manaus, well, and I know what you're going to say. What? She was going to be alone, da-da-da. I'm just saying, it's kind of messed up to make him go through that much for the first date. I guess date. so,
0: but I also feel like, I mean, culturally, like, he asked permission from the father, and so maybe it was yeah, like...
1: Yeah, but look how easily the father gave him the permission. Parents wanted to, I
0: know, I'm... Look, I don't care am just saying. to understand. Yeah. But, um, just want to say, way to impress her, Chief. Like the biggest dork ever. Ever. Literally. oh I don't know why she wants to have sex with him. It just boggles the mind. It
1: totally boggles the mind.
0: Why she wants to
1: do anything. Moving on to a more lovable dork, I would say. We have Larry. I forgot about
0: Larry.
1: Yeah, Larry Larry didn't play much of a part in Ninety Day Fiance. I'd like to know, just as a side note, what ended up happening with Larry. I'm guessing that the relationship Eventually did fall apart, and that he kind of just dropped out of the show. That, that's sure my he, guess. I'm
0: sure because he's so he's from Florida. He's from Florida. Pinellas
1: Park, Florida, and he is a McDonald's manager of over ten years, and he loves it. And I think he really does. This this was like do. a commercial for McDonald's.
0: Yeah, I think he
1: this does. this like segment. I thought it was kind of nice that you could be a career McDonald's employee and not have Down syndrome. Because I know that they have those really heartwarming stories of yes. like the person with Down syndrome who's been at the McDonald's for 30 years and then they throw this citizen. like super nice party for
0: them. Yeah. Or like senior citizens, they like to hire a lot of, give Oh, them a do lot they? Of jobs, that one I didn't know about. really nice.
1: Um, but you can have a person with Down syndrome have an actual career yeah. at McDonald's, which is so heartwarming. Versus Larry, it's like, you know, yeah. why, why did he choose that as his vocation? Well,
0: I mean, Larry is, you yeah. know. I love the fries. I, hey, don't give don't give me started. Oh, now I want them so bad. I would go anywhere for a burger, but I will definitely stop there for a burger. Maybe we should go to McDonald's later. Oh my God, that sounds delicious. Okay, so he has two kids from two different moms. Yeah. Um, two sons. Yeah. So Larry has two different sons, Lawrence, who's 18, and Lucian, who is 14. Those are nice names. They are nice lambs and they're they're nice kids. The eighteen
1: year old's in the army, or he's going to the army. Yeah, which, which is, is a great interesting.
0: Vocation for him. I um, think so. I think that's great. It's a good start. So he's looking for something real and permanent. So odd though, he found Jenny, who's twenty-four from the Philippines, on Filipino Cupid.
1: Well, and let me back up first about the 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 mothers of his sons. He makes it sound like these two different women didn't want to commit. And I'm like, how did he find two different women who were willing to have a child with you but who didn't want to commit? Like, that well, just sounds fishy. Well, to have a child
0: is very, that's giving him a lot of credit. I mean, it could
1: have just both been accidents, so Of course, he doesn't seem
0: like the most responsible person.
1: Um, but how many mothers of, ch- single mothers of children do you know who don't want to be in a relationship, like, from the jump with their baby's father unless he's, like,
0: one night horrible,
1: stand. you know? And he's clearly not a bad guy.
0: No, but he could have been, like, a one-night stand, and then she's like, oh, my God, you're the manager of McDonald's. No.
1: Because these women in Pinellas Park, Florida, are, like, dating people who have yachts. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs>
0: you're right. You're right. I
1: think he's a good catch for Pinellas Park. Oh, I think Park. he's great,
0: and he's good-looking. He's kind. Um, yeah. He's a little misguided. Like, a Filipino Cupid is not where you would go to find a permanent, true-love relationship.
1: Okay. Just saying. He is several chocolate chips short of a cookie. Yeah, okay, oh, this sure. is not an intelligent man, and I, and I don't mean that in a mean way.
0: No, I, you're right. He's never left the country. Um, so I I have a question, and this might be stating the obvious, but why do people who don't travel look out of the country for people to have spend the rest of their lives with?
1: Oh, I just think it's purely a, out of necessity. Like, they're just not finding, finding what they memory. want, so they're like, okay. Although it does beg the question... If you're willing to go online and you're doing the whole online thing, it's like, okay, maybe you're not finding anyone in the greater Pinellas Park area, but wouldn't you at least like spread your search out to the rest of the continental United States before you went abroad? However, I would say that the reason is that the women, he probably tried that. A lot of these guys probably tried that and they just didn't get any bites from women who didn't, American women who had a lot of choices and didn't want to, you know, deal with someone long distance or they were looking for someone who was had a little bit more lucrative of a career or whatever versus if you're like going after these women who are so a probably don't have good options where they actually live. So they're already completely prepared to have a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. B you have the whole America thing, you know? So really it's, it's the crux of the show the question that you're asking.
0: So he tells his kids and they are way smarter than their dad. Oh my God.
1: They're so smart.
0: They think he's crazy as do the rest of us. So that is weird.
1: He's going to go see her. He got her a quote, white gold and blue sapphire ring that I personally felt like belonged at the bottom of a Cracker Jack box.
0: And that may have been where he found it.
1: And it was definitely, this was definitely like a voice of reason conversation with his kids. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and then he says it's a blue emerald ring. <laughs> and he tries to describe it like a jeweler. And his older kid's like, what? <laughs> like he, he starts like going into the details and the kid's like, okay. These
0: are the saddest conversations when the voice of reason is your child.
1: My prob- well, possibly- please
0: don't ever let my, the voice of reason in my life be.
1: Well, definitely not. Definitely not June.
0: <laughs> oh, God, no. Are you kidding? Everybody's going to have a voice of reason commentating with her. For-
1: this might be one of my favorite lines of this entire show of, like of all time coming from his son. Quote, he's not thinking with his head. He's thinking with his heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my God, God, what a zinger. That's a good one. That's a good one, Larry Jr.
1: I like how the little, the, the younger son, like didn't even bother taking off his backpack for this entire no, he's conversation. Like, I know this, isn't be long. this isn't going anywhere <laughs> fast. I thought they were really sweet though, and I thought that he had Larry had a really genuine connection with both of his sons. He does, I definitely yeah. got the impression that he was always like involved with them and took responsibility for them, and oh, for you sure. know and didn't I, desert them in any way.
0: Any sort of hesitancy to participate in the conversation comes probably just from them being shy and there being a camera filming them.
1: Yeah. And the fact that it's not really a conversation you need to have with your children to the level that he had it. Yeah, for sure.
0: Although clearly he's thinking about
1: getting married. So maybe it's just that he doesn't want to like propose to someone without at least giving his kids a heads up that he's involved with someone right. <laughs> at all.
0: It's weird. It's All right. So now we meet Patrick. We're back oh, to we're Patrick back to Patrick and Miriam who is in Paris and, okay, can I just say, I love Patrick's mom, Letty? She's, like, one of my favorite people. They're, like, she and I think his aunt or somebody else are, like, giving him a hard time. They're and, doing
1: his hair. Oh, yeah, they're doing his hair.
0: And his mom's like, what if it's a man? <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny. And then she starts laughing. She says, wee, wee, pee, pee. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to suggest that, she,
1: that Miriam oh, has a penis.
0: I love her. I love her.
1: She's funny. She reminds me of like Monique or one of those like African American female comedians, oh, totally. you know?
0: Oh, totally. Um, and he's another one who's never been outside the US. Um, I know nothing about France. Um, are you going to f- try to find anything out about France before you go to Paris?
1: Or maybe find out like what people wear on an airplane, which doesn't usually include a completely open button down shirt. <laughs> he walked into an airport. With his abs, like, on full display. I was like, I know you're on camera, and you're probably trying to, like, get your start as an MMA fighter or whatever, but that's just not appropriate airport attire.
0: I mean, these people.
1: It was funny as hell. And he has great abs. Yeah, oh, sure. So, also, thank you, Patrick.
0: But, like, come on. All right. So then, do you have anything else for them right now? No. Okay, then we go to Sean and Abby, and it's disgusting they're uh, in, in bed. It's,
1: it's the cool. post scene that Ew. nobody <sighs> ever wanted, and he's way too old for her, so it's just like, it's, it, there's something very jarring oh. about, especially seeing an older white man Ooh. in bed with this very young, beautiful, black, Haitian girl. It's just like, wow, hello, colonialism.
0: So then... Um, they never talked about sex before, apparently.
1: He says that it was magical, though, when they did oh, it. of
0: course. Because he's, like, he's kind of like a magical talker.
1: He has, like, a Cheshire Cat grin, yeah, and it's, it's and he's awful. Sort of, and
0: he has these, like you're amazing, you're fantastic, you know, like those kind of things.
1: She says she liked it about him that he never talked about sex before yeah. or asked for, like, nude, nude. pictures. Right. And I think that makes sense because you, I mean, I've, I've online dated and you've online dated. I def, I mean, I didn't get a lot of it, but I definitely got, like, some very creepy messages from guys, and it was. See,
0: I didn't. I. Oh,
1: really? No. Well, I
0: did eHarmony.
1: I did okay Cupid, which isn't as legit cuz you don't you don't have to pay
0: for it. Yeah, I did I did eHarmony and um and my husband was the only person I ever dated.
1: You he was the only person you ever even talked to like messaged? No,
0: but the messages on eHarmony are very different. Like, yeah. There's first there's an initial like this person wants to have a conversation with you and then they give you five questions you can ask them. With multiple choices. Oh, answers. it was way less controlled. And then five. It was very controlled. Yeah. And then you could email. And then I think I got initial emails from some people, but I never responded because I was already communicating with my husband. Yeah, I had a lot of
1: messaging before I even started actually going on dates because I just didn't have time to like physically go somewhere for a while because I was in law school and I was just really busy. So I had plenty of like messaging before yeah, I, like I really kind of got serious and hunkered down. And there are a lot of creeps. And for her, I mean, I'm sure that yeah. creeps are like the majority of the people who are communicating with her. Ew, yeah. but she says that she had to tell him what she likes.
0: I know. She's like, he didn't know what I like, so I, we had to talk. He did good. She has Gross. this, like,
1: hyper-sexualized... Isn't she, like, 20? ...demeanor, yes. And the, I, I think it's very put up, put on. I think that it's just this thing that she has to use her sexuality and put her sexual foot forward in order to get this thing that she is at least su- suggesting that she wants, which is kind of like a quasi-sugar daddy, but maybe more serious than that, relationship with a much older it's white just, American man. That's
0: horrible. Um, and then she says, I don't want to be in a position where I have to choose between Chris and Sean. And I'm like, why not? What? If you I'm have a serious confused. relationship
1: with one person and you're only friends with someone else, how, wh- wh- who cares? Like
0: ben versus boyfriend.
1: And yeah, and then there's the actual nature of her relationship with Chris. It's
0: just weird. Chris. They don't even, yeah, no.
1: I feel very sad for her. I think this whole storyline is extremely dark. This is in like the Steven and Olga realm for me of like, I don't want to see this. This is so oh, exploitative. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's so terrible. It's like sex trafficking. Like, yeah, kind of. It has that vibe. Yeah, it totally does. It's weird. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Chris had like other women that he's trafficking. Oh,
1: cr- I mean, I don't gross. think we should we should use trafficking lightly because not only anybody's trafficking. Okay, anyone. pimping. But there's definitely a sexual exploitation. Let's just say thing. I don't think
0: Abby's the only one in Chris's life.
1: Oh, that I agree with one thousand percent.
0: Okay, so now we go back to Larry. Yeah, And it's been two months since he, quote unquote, met Jenny. And by
1: the way, he answers your question in this segment about like, why did he go overseas for this? And he says he got 217 messages as soon as he put up his profile. Yeah. And that explains everything. Because yeah. that's stuff, def- there's no way that happened when he put up a profile in the United States.
0: Yeah. And he finds out that Jenny is still active on Filipino Cupid.
1: Or she was a week ago.
0: Yeah. So she's totally busted. Um, he calls her or he texts her or whatever, and she says, like, my phone accidentally.
1: I mean, honestly, honestly, if she just opened up the app and scrolled around, it would probably say she was active, right? Which is like, who cares? Like, that isn't really... I know. She's never even met him. She doesn't even know if he's actually going to come. Like, you know, keeping her options a little bit open, I think, is not unreasonable at all. And it's not even really a betrayal.
0: I don't think it's unreasonable, but I think that... Considering he... I think they just haven't discussed what their expectations are. because He clearly thinks that they're in some monogamous... Completely exclusive. Exclusive relationship because he's already bought his blue diamond or blue emerald. Emerald
1: or sapphire. And or.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love it. All right. So now we go back to and Karini. I hope I earned her respect by swimming in the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, you, well, if you did, you lost it by wearing that fucking outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't swimming. I'm pretty sure she lost respect for him and um, is wishing that she picked a different American, one that wasn't a hypochondriac. Yeah, agreed. Ugh. So now he's going to go talk to her dad, and he says, Padre... But it's not Padre because they're not in a Spanish-speaking country, and it makes me angry that he doesn't even know the right word for father. father You're just- so upset with
1: him for not speaking Portuguese. I, that's I think that's insane. Like, it's not easy. It's, it's not, not easy s- to do. No, and no, he's no, no, no. nervous. And even if it, he knows the like, word, he won't remember it, or he'll he'll conflate it with something very similar, which is Spanish. Okay, I speak Spanish. It is similar.
0: No, I get it, but like. The word for, it's the only Portuguese word he used in this whole segment. I know, and I think he's because he's nervous. You used use the Portuguese word. It's pie. He's nervous. He's an idiot.
1: And an idiot. Okay, so agree. he's going to go talk to her dad alone?
0: How? How is he going to uh, go talk to his dad alone? Her dad alone. I mean, it's just, and he wants the blessing for marriage. because It's important. Um, you might want to know how to actually ask for that before you go have this one-on-one conversation or
1: or at least know the proper sort of sign language or gesticular version of it instead of miming essentially
0: sex. I mean why would you use that finger? That was rough. Of all the fingers, how about the wedding finger?
1: Yeah, I mean he should have mimed putting a ring on a wedding finger instead he put his index finger through the tunnel that he formed with his other. Oh my god. Hand. <laughs>
0: There's so much wrong with him. And like, he has a fucking translation app on his phone. He couldn't translate, I want your blessing to marry your daughter. Like, it's not that many words. Uh, Yeah, he He used,
1: instead of of using like the universal sign for marriage proposal, he used like the universal Universal sign for sex.
0: Fuck your daughter. That was so awful.
1: But to his credit, the dad just calls for the mom you know to help out he understand i think that he kind of takes pity on paul he doesn't he doesn't prolong that like painfully awkward situation he gets the mom over there
0: no but what's really funny is that he didn't is or not funny but like he totally assumed that the dad couldn't read because Oof, i didn't just think about used that it, the freaking texting app the Although, whole time because then he types it in and he, he also could have
1: read it to the dad like well, it is phonetic
0: there's so much he could have done he's just i feel like It was like the worst, he made the worst possible choices at every turn.
1: And then, in addition to those choices we've already discussed, you know, once he gets the blessing, which God knows why that happened, um, he gets their blessing, and then he says that it's an awkward situation because he has not yet asked Karini for the STD and pregnancy tests. So, obviously, like, that order of operations was off.
0: It's just, the whole thing is just so stupid. I am so, like, he's an idiot. Yeah, he is an idiot. All right, so now we go to uh, Sean and Abby, and it's Haitian Flag Day. That looked fun. Um, Sean's older than Abby's mom. Yeah.
1: Um, That was rough. The whole family looks sad. The whole family wants to, appears to want to sell her like a goat. (laughs) The mom's like, I want something definitive. That's what she says. And then the dad says, I hope you're not just here for today. And then someone says, This happens a lot. They come for a few days and disappear. And I'm like, oh, my God, so are these nasty old white men coming over to Haiti to sleep with your daughter and make all these promises to get in leave. bed with her and then leave? Has this happened, like, multiple times? Can, I, mean, I mean, this is the darkest thing I think we've ever seen on this show.
0: I just don't, I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, is it part of Haitian culture? Like, when you have, like, they have one daughter,
1: well there's the dowry culture. So the idea is that the family gets paid essentially for right. the daughter getting married. They certainly don't get paid when she just sleeps with someone. So right. I think they've been hoping, I you know, mean, and I, and I don't I don't want give to make the assumptions.
0: Cow, yeah. You know, give milk for her.
1: I think that I my view and the reason this is so dark and of course I don't know this for a fact, but my read on the situation is that her parents think that for whatever reason Abby can do better. Than financially than marrying a Haitian man and getting oh, whatever sure. like paltry dowry they would get in that situation, right. they want her to set her sights much much higher, but that probably necessitates her giving it away for free initially because they don't think that these men are going to make this kind of investment it's without a, getting a taste, and it's that's a why
0: bit about Annie, the Annie, what's that guy's name, the creepy guy? It's a different season. Um,
1: Annie, oh David. David and Annie, it, where they wanted a dowry. Yeah, yeah. So I, it seems like, and you know, and I don't judge them for no, one the second. It's just what different. I think is happening. The
0: dowry thing, I, I completely understand the dowry thing, and I respect that, and I know that's just a cultural thing, but
1: no. But I mean this particular idea. This
0: particular idea of like these men come for a few days, obviously take her somewhere else. Yeah, you know try out the happening. goods. Yeah. And then take off. Like if you know that's happening with your daughter, like ew.
1: And meanwhile, Abby has this defense mechanism of over sexualizing herself that she can sort of l- l- be alluring in that sense, that's but what also she's using. but also she's not only using it on the men to kind of lure them in, she's using it on herself. She's trying to convince herself that she enjoys having sex yeah. with these
0: men. And so I mean, she you know the good news is that Sean seems like a decent fellow
1: well but but would a decent fellow do this like I don't care how misguided you are you have to have on some level understand that there's exploitation going on here and and I think that you know I don't know, I don't what know. he
0: does though I think for him he's really just looking for somebody he's lonely clearly he but he did. didn't have
1: to sleep with her. He didn't need to make that part of it at all until they got married if he was that honorable.
0: No, it's true, it's true.
1: Was he really going to be worried well, that he wasn't going to enjoy having no, sex with her? That he that didn't need to try the bicycle out.
0: No, but I don't know that he thought of it that way. I think she probably was pushing I think
1: that. she pushed him. I, I, I agree, but he's still... He, he's older, and he has... He should have had, in my opinion, more Since,
0: wherewithal. Yeah, I agree. Then there's Patrick and Miriam, and Miriam... Really doesn't take him seriously. Like well, she,
1: especially because Patrick says he's quote risking everything. It's like you literally are risking one airplane ticket and an Airbnb. Yes. Like, what are you risking?
0: <laughs> That's the thing that gets me with these people. Like, you don't actually have to get married.
1: No, you know that, right? She's <laughs> you're,
0: you're just meeting somebody. By the
1: way, she's twenty two. You know, and when you think about the fact that she's twenty two, what ends up happening here becomes more understandable like this is not a 30 year old woman this is basically a college grad she
0: was thinking i did not expect him to come all the way out here and do like she's she's surprised that he's here
1: she's beautiful she's She's absolutely beautiful beautiful.
0: um
1: i think that she was shocked when he bought the ticket so she would have told him i think you know what was really going on mm -hmm. before he bought his plane ticket i think if he had given her that option. I think oh, he yeah, just I'm bought sure. it and wanted to be, like, romantic and spontaneous. Yeah. And, she's, and she's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I love her purse. Did you notice it? I think it's a Fendi du jour bag.
0: Ooh, I didn't and it's
1: hella nice. She's
0: very pretty. And she's she seems very intelligent.
1: Well, one thing I thought was interesting was that they had a lot of chemistry. Like, they were very excited to see each other. I
0: feel like they had chemistry, and I feel like they're the most, like... On par with each other. Agreed completely. You know, like it wasn't like exploitation. I mean, it's also the country she lives in. She's in Paris. Yeah, she dresses well. She's an educated person. She's like, you know, she's an intelligent person who's just like, oh, I think it'd be fun to get in an online site, you know? And like, I think she's, she's out of his league.
1: I think she's out of his league in some ways. Oh, like I agree. she seems much, much more sophisticated. Oh, for sure. for sure, for sure, sure. She seems more intelligent. I mean, I think
0: that's why she never thought he would come.
1: Yeah. I think she was kind of playing with him a little bit because he's so handsome and he's full of energy and he has yeah. all these great qualities that don't, are not going to add up to a real partner for her. No, they're but not the getting perfect, perfect flirtation
0: but they're fun to flirt with. Oh, sure. It's like a fling.
1: And, and it's a, It should have been a very safe fling because he was so far away, and he kind of took that buffer away. And now she's really, we'll find out later. I mean, she's in the shit with this.
0: Yeah. So, the last scene from this episode is, I think, Karini and Paul, and Karini finds the pregnancy test that Paul.
1: Oh, right. That he purchased. That he purchased. Yeah, that seems staged to me um she says she's concerned about the lack of trust it, it suggests he says it's because of a past issue with that he had in a slave where his girlfriend was pregnant with another man's kid and it quote got him into serious trouble um Cause he her it's like well what fire. the fuck happened <laughs> then he does ask her for std and pregnancy tests oh she's God. mad but she agrees because she isn't scared about the results. Like, and, and you think about yeah. it. Like, if you know they're going to be negative, then you're not going to be as upset about taking no, it. No,
0: you're not upset about I don't think she's upset about taking it. I think she's irritated that he asked.
1: Well, and also, she could have an STD without having cheated on him. Like, she could have had an STD that she got from a sexual relationship with oh, a yeah. with the guy before that, well, where it just never STD? got treated.
0: I mean, is it going to be something stupid like she has... Um, HPV which is yeah
1: which you doesn't even I don't even I don't even know
0: considered I don't
1: even know all I know is that a lot of people have that for sure and it stays in your system and it's not treatable so he wouldn't know when she unless she told him she's a virgin in which case yes then she wouldn't have necessarily been cheating on him but it would have been a lie I don't think she's told him that she's a virgin I don't get that impression
0: (laughs) 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 no all right
1: You know what I'm thinking is if you want to, we can just tack on the Love After Lockup discussion now to the end of this episode.
0: Okay. Do
1: you want to do that? We could. Because it's like a bonus anyway.
0: Yeah, well, why don't we just record it as a bonus? That way people will listen to it because I don't know if people are going to listen to this.
1: Yeah, but then they can just stop. Hey, guys, we're having this conversation with you here. I'm just thinking it's easier than than creating a whole nother episode. And then if you, if you would like to continue listening now, we have finished discussing this episode of Before the 90 Days, and we are including bonus material in this episode because Lisa and I have been throwing around the idea, and you just heard part of that conversation, of covering Love After Lockup, and we're not sure if it's something that our listeners are interested in or not. So I think that we'll just dive into a discussion of season one episode one here and if you're not interested in that please feel free to stop listening now and also comment anywhere on our facebook page please
0: comment on our facebook page and let us know if you if you're not interested or comment if you are interested because then if we do start to podcast about love after lockup we'll probably start with season two episode one and just not do the complete season one. Since they're on episode season two now. And we'll just start from there. That's true. That way true. we don't have to worry about backlogging and all of that. And we could always go back later. If people we could really go back were. later if people really want season one. But it just makes more sense to start at season two. We'll just do a little season one sort of. Really, one, just getting okay. into
1: Love After Lockup as a as a show.
0: And I've actually seen season one, so I can tell you a little bit about what happens.
1: Yeah, I've seen it as well, it's, and I love it. I it mean, it's a
0: good time. It is a really good time. So the first episode is called From Felon to Fiance, and it is um, airs uh, January twelfth. 2018, so it, it aired a year ago. It's
1: on TV, right? It's on
0: TV and it's the same producers as the producers of 90 Day Fiancé. Yeah, that makes Not perfect sense. That tracks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally tracks. And, you know, there's a, there are a lot of um, similarities. Like, I noticed when I was, like, watching it and thinking about it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I said about this couple in 90 Day Fiancé, Well,
1: thematically, I think there's so much overlap in the sense that if you're in prison, you might as well be in another country. And indeed, you might as well be, in some ways, in a third world country. For sure. You know, in that you're isolated and you live in such a different way than the people who live out in the real world. And then when you come out, you have all these expectations and then the person who's been waiting for you has all these expectations, just like in 90 Day Fiancé. Now, the
0: difference, I would say, is... Yes, when you're coming from a different country, a lot of those people are coming from a third world country. Not everyone, but some of them,
1: or at least just a very culturally different country. And they're
0: looking to be like free, safe, yes, in a certain way, yes. So they come here, and they're looking for freedom, but they can't stay unless they get married. Yes. So there's definitely that. Extra step of like the person who's coming wants to get married, and that kind of jives with the person who's bringing them over because they want to get married too. So,
1: but the person and the person who's coming to the states is at such a disadvantage, which is not true. With the
0: getting out of jail, you're looking for freedom, but you don't have to stay with them, you're not beholden to anyone, you don't have to marry them in order to stay free. Such an important distinction wherever you want. Now, the one difference I would say, or the one similarity in a sense, is that when you get out of prison, you don't have a lot of money, and you don't. Some have, people do, but most people some don't. Some people do, but most people don't have a lot of money, and they don't have a lot of opportunities. Um, there aren't a lot of opportunities for ex-convicts to get jobs, or and, even to live, or to live like or to, a lot of people, people don't fly, rent to ex-cons. Which is why a lot of ex-cons end up reoffending, right? Because in prison you get fed, you work out, you can read, you can study, and, and you you're can, comfortable you know, there you to some watch extent. TV. I mean. You're you're kind of like you know the and you know the situation you're taken and care if you of can survive then you can it's a place to live you know it's
1: funny you mentioned that so this is I'm gonna go very highbrow right now for a second sorry y'all but there is this English guy from the I think 19th century who wrote all these short stories mm-hmm. like kind of class like they're kind of like almost like Aesop's fable style stories but set in Britain in the 19th century his name is O. Henry and he wrote this one about these two guys. Or maybe it was one guy. I think it was two guys who are just, like, really poor and they can't kind of scrape by. Mm-hmm. And so they decide they're going to try to get put in prison. Mm-hmm. So they go and they do all these, like, they, they, they commit all these petty crimes. Like, they go and steal this really rich woman's umbrella as she's coming out of, like, the plaza or whatever. And But she's hella nice. And she's like, oh, I understand. Like, you need this more than I do. Mm-hmm. And then these things keep happening. And so by the end of the story, they're about, they're like well, this is such a good world that we live in. You know, like they steal money from someone and he's like, oh, no problem, you can keep it. They're like, maybe we don't want to go to prison. Like, maybe we want to be out here where these kind people live. And then, then they, and again, I can't remember if it's one or two people, but they fall asleep on a park bench after having had all these, these like grand realizations that they get arrested for like like loitering or whatever. And so this kind of reminds me of that where it's like yeah, there is some notion that if you go to prison, you're taken care of. And I think that the people who are in prison in love after lockup think that when they get out, these people that they've been corresponding with are going to take care of them and provide a lot of and and, t- and provide a lot of stability and take care of a lot of their needs. Like I think that it's much easier for a man in prison to romanticize monogamy when he has no women There's available no to him, but then once he's out and she maybe he sleeps away. with her a few times, he's like, "Oh my God, there are all these other women! I literally have access to every single woman in yeah. the world." I and mean, you know,
0: I remember. So I have um, a relative, and he's my age. And when he was in his teens, he went to prison, and so he went while well, he was high school year. I think he was like 15. And when he was in prison, I mean, I was thinking, you know, he's probably, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to him. Mm. Not that it's, I mean, not that prison's awesome or anything, but like he finished high school. Yeah. You know, he learned skills. I think when he came out, he was like working as like a cook in, you know, in a restaurant and stuff. Like he got skill training. He got, you know, he, he got education so I feel like... And had he not gone to prison, he probably... I don't know. I'm not Can't speculate. Sense. I yeah. can't speculate. But it's quite possible he would have dropped out. He would not have gone to college. He would not have been educated. He might have gotten into drugs or whatever, you know, with the wrong people. Well, remember... Is how he got into prison in the first place. But it just seems like like sometimes for, for for people who get out, people just assume, like, why would you get back in? Why would you do something? A lot of times prison is sort of a nice is sort of a quote unquote safe place for them. Well, I understand
1: it. Do you remember from law school and I can't remember what they're called, but everything you're saying falls perfectly into this discussion that we had in law school probably in crim law or crim pro, crim, criminal procedure, where they discussed like the the purposes of incarceration and only one of them is punitive, where you're just like, right. okay, you did this this thing wrong, so we're going to punish you by isolating right. you in jail. But then there was also preventing people from committing other crimes or getting in other trouble. I right. can't remember what, it, what that was called. And then there was another one that was actual rehabilitation, right. which is another thing that you're referring to, where you're kind of protecting them from themselves and from these right. impulses that they clearly have or they wouldn't be in jail. And then you're also possibly giving them the best chance they would have anywhere of well, getting clean and getting educated and everything. Absolutely. So you your know. point is totally legit.
0: And there's a lot, I mean, like, like I said, I've had relatives that have, been in the system. I have a relative that's currently in the system. And when that, what I see of the difference between the two of them is when the one that I said finished high school and stuff in prison, when he got out, he had a significant other that, mm. he, that came from a really great family. Wow. And she continues to support. They have children together. They're married. They have a beautiful home. So that worked out. And it worked out well, but he because he had the support And when the other one was out before going back in, he didn't. His support system, his mom, his dad, his grandmother, they had all passed away. He had a very bad relationship with his brother. He met up with some cousins who were in drugs and stuff from the other side of the family. And so he ended up reoffending and going back into prison, and that's where he will live the rest of the days of his life. But it's because he didn't have that support system when he got out. Had he gotten out and had a totally, you know, a support person or people there. Even
1: a really good parole officer.
0: Yeah, no, he was just, you know. But you can see how one of them completely turned his life around, you know. And the other one just couldn't get there because he just didn't have the tools and he didn't have the help.
1: I think you've put your finger on why this show is so compelling. Is because it is kind of like a 90-day fiancé. It's a question of... Not just a question of will it work out between these two particular people, but will this person actually manage to have a successful life?
0: Right. And so, well, with that, let's begin. Yeah. Where we have... Now, this is a situation where we have a woman who is incarcerated. Mm-hmm. She's been in, in the California penitentiary for eight years. Her name is Lizzie. She's 39. Cal- she have
1: access to all this stuff, by the way, that she has? She has, like, all this video equipment. Well,
0: because the guys... Guys... So, you can send a prisoner money in in um, prison
1: i know but like i'm just surprised they let her have all the stuff she had in her cell i remember when they showed her actual cell yeah. which you didn't get to see with anyone else and i think it's actually just a prison to prison distinction it is and there's you a know,
0: commissary where you can buy stuff and the
1: security level i'm sure dictates what you're allowed to yeah, actually I have
0: be surprised if she was like in some kind of maximum so put,
1: oh like, no i don't think she, so
0: drugs, I think. her
1: cell was really small though it, is it was small. like disturbingly small. And it looked like she was alone. I think she was alone in it, yeah, which is uh, why it was so small, I think.
0: And Scott is 49, Lizzie is 39.
1: He seems sweet. they in
0: California. He seems like a sweet, misguided, not-so-bright guy.
1: He's a truck driver, which I'm not denigrating that profession in the slightest, but I agree that he's a little bit less sophisticated than actually than she is. I mean, she has a lot of street smarts, and I don't and think she's he very does. Honest,
0: like she says, I went online to look for somebody to support me financially.
1: Yeah, but I don't know how honest she's being when she says that he's the exception.
0: Oh no, she's totally not being honest about that. Yeah, I mean, I think she she's actually. Not the exception. I think she's she played.
1: She played a really, a really smart game by telling him something that was true, that was not good, which is I was looking for, as she puts it, tricks. But then she turns it around and says, but after a month with you, you were no longer a trick. And it was so smart, I think, because if she hadn't admitted to that, well, if she hadn't admitted to that aspect of it, he always would have wondered, are you overall lying to me about the nature of our relationship? Mm -hmm. But it's like you give a half truth. Right. You know, so she's very, very, very manipulative.
0: I feel bad for Scott's son, too. He clearly does not want to be any Involved <laughs> in this.
1: Yeah, but he's an adult. He's so. an adult. I think, I mean, right? He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's yeah.
0: an adult. And, you know, I think he feels bad for his dad. His yeah. Scott's clearly very lonely. Unlucky in love. Unlucky in love. And he found this woman who, I mean, Lizzie, by all count. she's, Very voluptuous and curvy. She worked him. Attractive. She worked him. She worked him, and she she says everything he wants to hear that he probably hasn't been hearing from anybody else. Right. So he's he's locked in, like he's like I'm in it. Yeah. And um, she's like, give me money.
1: And he's given her something like twenty k.
0: He's given her a lot of money, and what she doesn't comprehend or what, so they're both kind of like lying to each other. This is where there's like a little bit of. 90 day fiance crossover where she expects that he has a lot of money Mm -hmm. and he hasn't been forthcoming about the fact that he's basically giving her all the money he has yeah (laughs) and doesn't have any more so there that dynamic is going to certainly come to a head um okay so then so that's that now we meet garrett and Jana kind of a name is Jana. Jonna is so basic bitch. She's so basic. Oh my God, she's like the Ashley. She's the Ashley, yeah. <laughs> she
1: but she has a really great figure. Like, I'm fascinated yeah. by her figure. She has, like, such a curvy um, hourglass thing going. She has a very small waist mm-hmm. and a flat stomach, but she has, you know, she's sort of stacked above and below, mm-hmm. and it's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. She should be, like, some kind of plus-size model, I think.
0: She's 26, Garrett's 24. They've been together for four years. That's a
1: long time.
0: It's a long time, but I feel like...
1: To be with someone who's in prison that you can't see, and that's crazy. She
0: might be one of those people that just can't find anybody on the outside, because she's a lot.
1: Yeah, I think she's just, she's so annoying, really, that she can't she really hold down a man. <laughs> like, she seems
0: very, like... Very demanding incapable. and she's immature. very but very inca- Like, she's kind of one of those people that's in, not very independent in a lot of ways. Like, she owns a home, yes. Yeah, good for her. But then she, like, needs her dad to, like, do basic stuff for her around the house because she's too dumb to, like, figure out. I it think up. she's
1: just very immature.
0: And she's very taken care of. I think that there's a codependency there that's been... It's like, like a chicken and egg situation, yeah, you know? Like people keep enabling that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway.
1: She's not ready for a real relationship. Actually, having a man who's just constantly in prison is probably the best thing for her
0: <laughs> that's all she can uh, that's, that's, that's all, all she can handle it's about as much can.
1: man as she can handle.
0: and she's talking marriage and Garrett's talking freedom yeah like he's gonna say what why what is yeah. his incentive yeah to be honest with her when he's in prison like for the time being it makes a hundred percent sense for him to tell her everything she wants to hear while he's locked up yeah. what does he have to lose why would he break up with her it's not like he's going to date anybody else. And he's going a well, dater. He's someone gonna, to talk to. He not
1: only has someone to talk to in prison, but he has a guaranteed soft place to land. And to him, it's like, who who gives a shit if it doesn't ultimately work out? I didn't actually waste four years of my life on this person because I didn't have those years to give to anyone in any real way. She essentially has, if, if it doesn't work out, which I don't think it will, she has wasted all that time.
0: She's totally wasted all of that time on him when she could have been looking elsewhere and finding something more stable and concrete and real. Yeah. Whereas you're right, he had nothing to lose by being and everything to gain. And she has everything by to lose. Keeping her on a leash. Because right. now when he gets out, he does have a soft place to land. Um literally. So she meets with her dad and here's the voice of reason conversation. Yeah. Um he, he tells her that she lives a lot of her life in a dream world. <laughs> And she keeps saying, Well, they say, I've done a lot of research, and they say, and he's like, Who the fuck are they? And it's like. He's so
1: patronizing, though. It's like, This is why he, she is the way she is. Like, he's been infantilizing her.
0: He has, but I mean, he's right. It's so like Fox News. Some people say. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> <coughs> Asterisk. Yeah. We have done no research.
0: <laughs> right. All right, so that's them, and she gets the voice of reason conversation. She really thinks it's important. Well, in the conversation she has with Garrett, she tells him she really wants him to meet her dad. And of course, he's like, I don't, I I mean, okay, but I don't have to meet your dad. Like, because he's not that invested. He doesn't care. And the dad is kind of like, well, let's just see where this goes.
1: Neither of them is invested because they both know that something is rotten. Right. The dad and Garrett, I mean.
0: So now we meet Lamar, or Lamar and Andrea. Andrea's a 37-year-old real estate agent. She's a single mom with three kids. She's a Mormon in a Utah. Mormon in Utah. And Lamar has been in prison for 18 years, and he's in California. And,
1: and he's like a gangbanger. He's a crip. He's a crip. Okay. He's I always forget if he's a blood or a crip.
0: No, he's a crip. Blue. Um, and we meet the voice of reason for Andrea, and that's Michelle. She's Andrea's BFF from college. Um, and, of course, Andrea met Lamar online. Um, Michelle thinks that Andrea's crazy and they're throwing a bridal shower for Andrea because Lamar's going to get out in a few days and then um, they're this gonna get married. This was rough. And so she decides, oh yeah, we're going to have a bridal shower for you. So she's excited, but she's nervous because Michelle's her only friend that knows that Lamar's in prison. And it's interesting because they're friends from college and not that this matters that much, but um, Michelle is African American, and all the girls at her bridal shower are these white Mormon women. And the whitest is, women in the Michelle world. Is Mormon, also, but like it's just very strange, and it and I think there's a cultural thing there that's a little bit different because you know these girl, these women are the whitest Mormon women who are in who look seem like, and the impression is that they're married. Yes, in a, in a stable. very stable marriage. They're looking they're, down on her. They're not divorced. And there's this African-American single mom with yeah. three kids. Yeah. Like, they already probably judge her. Yes. And then now she's going to add more to this. like.
1: She's like, walking right into it. And I think it's really sad because I think on some level she knew that she wasn't really safe with these women. Yeah. And then the one, I think it was the hostess, Aj. really jumps down her throat and is just so... Judgmental and nasty, and it was hard for me to watch because you know one of the problems that I have with organized religion is that the hypocrisy is almost built in mm-hmm. where there 's just this constant judgment where people who are very religious frequently will be on this high horse like oh i 'm good with God, and you 're not because you sinned, but really, of course, the underlying message, the main you know unifying message of any major religion is we 're all supposed to forgive and love each other <laughs> of everything so It's such a tension for me, and I I just never understand people who are very religious who are, like, blatantly hypocritical in this way. Because I think some people try their best, and we all fail, of course. We all judge each other all the time. But the people like this woman who are using their shared religion essentially as a weapon against Mm -hmm. this other woman who's supposed to be, like, her sister in the church is just very hard to watch. Because I think Angela is one of these christians who is actually really trying to live it oh for sure and 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 i think it's hard it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing she she wants the fellowship with these women so that they can support her in kind of her relationship with god and all they these things don't they don't know how because they're human like you know and
0: they're human and everybody's like them like michelle's are like Michelle's like the shiny object. Like she's, she's literally the black sheep. She's literally the black sheep. <laughs> like she is so different from anything that they know. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's throw her shower. Let's do the." And AJ is just like an asshole. That was like rough. first of all, they're shocked and sto- starting to freak out because they. She tells Lamar. She tells or Michelle actually is the one who tells them that Lamar is not Mormon. And they're like, "What?" He's not Mormon, and that's that's really serious. And they're well, all freaking. I don't, freaking out I
1: don't know if Mormons are. Well, they are technically allowed to marry people outside of the church, but it's Just complicated. Not at, the not at the temple, and I think it's complicated with the kids and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's very. I mean, it's challenging when you're in a religion that is very structured, yeah. like Mormonism, yeah. and like and Catholicism, Catholicism, Judaism. Judaism yes, it, when you're really involved in it, like I mean, Catholicism to me is a little bit less so because I grew up going to Catholic churches and I'm not Catholic.
1: Oh no, Catholic is so structured and with marriage it's very complicated.
0: See, and I grew up in a household where like, my dad's Catholic and my mom's not and it was never an issue because my dad's not that Catholic. But for people who are, and, and my best friend, her dad's a deacon and she married somebody who wasn't Catholic no, but he agreed to kinda of go with
1: No, I'm not talking about that. I've had two different Catholic friends have to wait years for written permission from the Vatican to marry men who were divorced. Oh, that's weird. So I'm talking like people literally have to hire ecclesiastical yeah. lawyers to deal with the Catholic well, Church.
0: I think that's, and then also around marriage. marriage. And then there's also like you have to be you have to get an annulment from the church. You can't Yes. There's just so much hypocrisy I can't.
1: So we, share, we share this, this concern. Yeah, 12 years
0: of Catholic school has turned me off to organized religion in general. Um, I mean,
1: people look down on countries like where my in-laws are from, Lebanon, where it's Sharia law, where it's religious law, and like people can't get married legally unless they're from the same religion. And I'm like, well, look at this shit. Yeah, you know, know. It's, how, it's really not that different.
0: It's not. It's not. Um, but so Lamar, so they start freaking out. And then Michelle, because Michelle keeps saying spit it out. Spit it out. Spit it out. And she's Ugh. like, so so, Andrea decides to take take this a different way. She says, well, so who in the Mormon religion was held in captivity?
1: Yeah, I like how she tried to, like, turn it into an allegory.
0: Right. And they're like... That was smart, oh. actually. And then her friend's like, wait, are you held in captivity? Are you being held in captivity? <laughs> she's not me. Him. And then her friend's like, girl... He's in prison. He's not. That was a great scene. That was a great scene. So then they find out that he's in prison and they totally freak. And then the thing that I didn't understand was, so Andrea feels judged or she feels disrespected by AJ when AJ starts asking questions. And at this point, I don't know that it's disrespectful. Like she's just dropped a bomb on them that this guy's in prison, and of course she has to expect that they would have questions. Questions
1: are one thing, judgment without it's They are judging first, asking questions later. Well, they that said, is the problem.
0: They asked her, "Did he shoot somebody? Did you?" But they've judgment? already
1: judged it. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. they're asking those questions like you, you, like you like like a rubbernecker. I'm sorry?
0: How could they have asked the question? What what question would they have asked if they weren't judging?
1: look say Look, no, the same question. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the content. I'm talking about the form. So what, if they've already judged him and they're asking questions such as, did he hurt someone after having already judged him, then they're not asking it for the purposes of someone who's asking without having judged, whereby there could still be a perfectly legitimate reason that they're asking it. For example, are you concern about your children they are concerned about her and her children that would be coming from a place of non-judgment genuine concern and love Mm -hmm. versus just judging it and saying wow you're a fucking circus animal let me make you do some dance on your tiptoes by answering all these questions and making you as uncomfortable as possible and justifying the judgment that i've already made
0: well maybe i don't know that's my view but that i i understand what you're saying i just don't know how to determine whether it was judgment or concern and all I know is the questions themselves, she took it clearly as judgment. It but was she, judgment. But, but how do you know?
1: Because I know. I could see it in the way she said it. It's like, okay, let's give me, let me give you an example. You walked into my house this morning, and your hair looked beautiful. It looked different than I've ever seen it. Uh-huh. And I came up to you, and I said, whoa, your hair is different. I love it. What if I had come up to you and said, whoa, your hair is different. I love it. Like saying the same thing, where where the intent behind it is clearly bad versus clearly good.
0: I didn't. I guess I didn't see that distinction until later. But I like the when she first said because they both said, "Well, what did he do?" Everybody's like, "What did he do?" Because you say he's been in jail for more than ten years. She didn't even tell him eighteen. More than ten years. People. You know it's serious at least. So they're like, "Well, what did he do?" And they do express concern for her. Like, are you concerned about your safety? And, you know, are you worried about your safety? And then they say, well, let me just ask you this. Did he shoot somebody? And did he do anything to children? And I think they're trying to vet out. Wait, like, let,
1: let me clarify, though. I think some of them were, had genuine concern, and some of them had judged her. Okay. I don't think they were all in either camp. But
0: she was saying she felt disrespected just by the questions. And then AJ says um, if the ring she has on is from the penny machine in the prison, now, oh. Now that That's a dig. was really mean and awful and that's Man. where she was disrespected. But she was already coming from a place of feeling judged. Whether they were judging her or not.
1: Well, we can't say, right? We can't actually say. We're not in their heads. Right. It appeared to me that they were judging her. So I can certainly empathize and sympathize with her feeling of being judged before that like blatantly hurtful right. comment came yeah. out. And, and maybe left. you didn't read it that way, and yeah, that's and fair no, no, enough. Did.
0: And then she ran off, and she was upset. She which was she, so upset. Which I understand. Um, one thing we didn't touch on with them, I just have to point out. Uh huh. She bought him a fucking car.
1: She bought him a car. Yeah, but what's he supposed to do in Utah without a car?
0: I don't care. Why is she buying him a car? Because he doesn't
1: have any money. I like he is literally just going to be a man without a car who can't help her with this anything. She has
0: two full time jobs to try and support her three children, and she's going to buy a I car. I know.
1: It wasn't a particularly nice car. No, it wasn't as nice as the one Garrett yeah, ends still, up getting.
0: I mean, it was still thousands of dollars
1: every car is thousands of dollars i know
0: but that's what i'm saying like you don't have she should have gotten
1: him a razor scooter
0: she could have gotten him a bike
1: yeah but you can't i don't think you can bike around the suburbs of utah
0: yeah but then take a bus figure it out yeah
1: that's true i guess he didn't no one needs a car no one needs a car probably
0: i just feel like really you have three children
1: yeah, you got to wonder what her financial situation is. She, has two
0: full, she says she has two full-time jobs.
1: I don't think she would do anything that was going to put her children in any level of risk.
0: Um, she, she's going to go to L.A.? No, I mean
1: purposefully. So, like, buying the car thing, like, I'm sure she was able to run that math in her head and she decided she could afford it without taking food out of her kid's mouths. That's all I'm saying. Maybe she's going to sacrifice something like a vacation or, you know, whatever, something that's not necessary. We can't just assume that she's no. not capable of... No, taking care of her finances yeah. she made that decision
0: that's true I'm you know a but
1: i it. hear you too i mean i don't i hear what you're saying
0: i'm judging her for it i'm just saying that
1: <laughs> see no wonder you didn't understand how she felt <laughs> you're one of them <laughs> you're
0: one of the utah oh, pod people <laughs> i am um, i'm totally okay so we finished we basically finished andrea in the line yeah so let's finish garrett and Jana.
1: Every time you say John, I like want to laugh because it just sounds so stupid. I it's know. like it's like her but dad wanted her to. I
0: was trying to call her Joanna, and no. Joanna, but I, it's John. I think her
1: dad wanted a boy named John, and then when she was born, <laughs> he just tagged an A. Because that's
0: on. literally <laughs> how it's spelled: J O H N N A.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. I feel so bad. So I
0: mean, I judge her name. Their things are stupid. She's so basic. She decides to wear red dress, and she's going laundry. She looks beautiful though. But why? I mean, it's funny, because I know what happened. So she, so she's thinking, I want to be sexy for him. He's going to love my lingerie. Oh, I don't want to talk about the sex that. scene. And he's just like, I just want to get laid. I don't like give a fuck about what you're wearing.
1: And let's just, let's just, let's just
0: skip ahead for one second. But wait, to wait, what? really quickly, though. Okay. Can we talk about the bed and the bag?
1: No, I was going to come back to it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just saying, really quickly, what yeah. ends up happening is he does her in the shower for, like, 0.2 seconds, and then she is, she does him
0: dirty oh, in the confessional
1: that. <laughs> so, like that scene alone of her discussing in confessional what happened the first time they had sex is worth watching this show in <laughs> of itself. i cringed like oh my god
0: <laughs> he he had sex in four years
1: well you well that, that we know of
0: that we know. well he said well well with women
1: I think that there is a culture in prison of men having consensual sex with other men. Yeah, I, I, that I think that that's there. I,
0: they just don't talk about it. But whatever. He, like... Anyway.
1: But anyway, we can go back to the yeah. the oh, point so in she time. And
0: she's like, you know... She gets what did she get? I don't
1: remember what her lingerie looked like.
0: I don't know. She was trying on a bunch of stuff. she got a thong because he likes that.
1: What he guy doesn't like should. a thong? He just
0: wants you to be naked. Um, she has a
1: beautiful figure. I just say it again. I'm just so... I'm, I'm, I'm happy seeing, like... A curvy woman on on a TV show, you know, looking great and feeling great about her body. I I think that's something nice about Jonna. I 100% agree with you. So I think she's confident.
0: She is confident. Oh, yeah. She's confident yet insecure.
1: No, she's very insecure, but I mean about her body. Like she's gotten it to where she wants it to be and she feels happy with it. For sure. And And she should be happy with it.
0: And then she, um, so she gets him, so she's cleaning up the house and getting it all ready and she bought new bedding. Um, that made sense. For him. It's really funny though because, like, she's so focused on these very superficial things. Yeah. To impress him when he gets out, and all he fucking cares about is getting laid and having yeah. him to sleep
1: on. That's like a basic, like, mis- like, disconnect between men and women, though. Like, we can't blame her for something that's been going but on for it's eons. So
0: extreme in this case because you're talking about a prisoner.
1: All right, let's take a break because our recording's about to run out. We'll be right back. All
0: right, so she is. She does this little, like, minor freak out because she has to get his paperwork together before she goes to That paperwork. was so funny that, like, it's the so one dumb. thing
1: she needed, and it was, like, the most serious thing ever. It was, like, proving that he had gone through some kind of substance abuse program yeah. that he was going to have to repeat. If he didn't have this piece of paper, which, by the way, come on, this is the digital age. I know. It
0: was so dumb. There's
1: no, like, you computerized record. <laughs> or, or that they can't look it up on their own fucking computer and say, like, yeah, this guy did rehab with us. That's so stupid. <laughs>
0: And so then she goes to pick him up, and he comes out, and he's all excited, and clearly, he just wants to go have sex.
1: He's reasonably good-looking. I mean, I'm not oh, attracted yeah. to him he's, at all, but he's no, not ugly. He's
0: definitely a good-looking guy. I could see how she'd be interested. Um, he's just... And quite frankly, she could have been anybody.
1: Oh, I agree. She's <laughs> she really just a whole.
0: She, I mean, yeah. And that's essentially what happens. And he could give a shit about... He lays on the... Oh, wait, is this, did they show him laying on the bed yet? I think he goes to her house and he yeah. lays on the bed and he's just like, a real bed. Like, she's like, yeah. do you like the bedding? And he's like, dude, it's a real bed. I don't give a shit.
1: And then I think she's the one who decides she's going to go take a shower. She's going
0: to take a shower. Which is then,
1: weird. Like, I personally, like, if I have an event that I'm excited about, I shower beforehand. She
0: did, too. She said when she was, like, running around, like, doing the bed okay, Gotta make the bed, and then I gotta take a shower, and then I gotta get ready. Maybe she didn't
1: have time to take a shower then. Maybe, but beforehand. she was
0: so like, I don't know. She, what else did she? It do? was just a weird thing that like she walks awful. him She's into like, the oh, house. going to take a shower, and then she gets in the shower, and of course he like jumps in, and then.
1: I think literally it was he like he was like one and done. Yeah, wham bam, thank <laughs> you ma'am. Yeah.
0: He's like, I've been dying for a woman to do that. <laughs>
1: It was gross. And what she said was so... I mean, she was so harsh. She was like, yeah, he didn't last. He thought he was going to be so great. Or I thought it was going to be so great. And, you know, he has so much work to do to, like, do better. She had this, like, disgusted look on her face. It was dirty.
0: It was dirty. She did him dirty. But, like, I'm sorry. Anybody who, like, thought about this for just a little bit longer yeah. could have predicted that that yeah. was going to happen. This isn't the
1: shock of the century.
0: No. Um, so, okay. So now... I we talked we did them we did them and so now we meet um, James and Ala.
1: I love this couple. I love her accent.
0: So this is an interesting couple because they're they're very different and very than the others in in a different way.
1: He has very disturbing eyes. He does. They're like bug eyes. He has bug eyes. And he Poor has like thing. This blinking problem. Yeah. Um,
0: so he's from Chicago. He was in the Marine Corps. And now he's an IT guy. He's what is it a- with
1: these IT guys? He is a software engineer. What do you do? <laughs> with your little house.
0: Bones.
1: <laughs> sorry, guys. Who We're,
0: we're Larissa Inc. Get a butt. <laughs> Get a bot. <laughs> Buy a butt. Buy a
1: butt. <laughs> that was awesome. Non-sequitur. <laughs> I know, sorry. A little 90-day uh, fiancé
0: throwback. Um, okay, so James is thirty-five and he lives in Chicago.
1: I love Chicago, although right now it is minus twenty-one. <laughs> I'm oh so sorry, god. people who people of Chicago. I, I know I, I feel you. <laughs> like
0: Ohio, my mother in law lives in Ohio and she was saying how the wind chill was it's like minus twenty and like if you're outside for like less than five minutes you'll get frostbite if it's not if you're not covered. Oh my god. So she's like obviously hunkered down. She's very lucky. She lives in a brick home. And it's very warm, and she's got plenty of food and oh everything. So Till the like, polar vortex well, passes she over, she can't leave the house. No, I wouldn't either. So I mean, and it's not. I mean, I have a baby.
1: Anymore. Like I would. There's no way.
0: Oh God! I mean, give me a break. Are you kidding? I would like freak out. Anyway, okay. So she's Allah is twenty. He's thirty-five. Allah's is twenty-seven. She is totally. So this is how she's different than the rest. She is one of those, like, I tried to be a high fashion model, I got addicted to heroin, Mm -hmm. Um, and so she got busted for, like, possession and distribution of heroin. Yeah. Um, She clearly, she's been in jail for five years. She's a drug addict. She's Polish. She's Polish. She, um, James found her on Prison Darlings. (laughs) <laughs> Some online websites. That sounds like a magazine. She looks like a model. a model. She looks like a model. Um, and you know, the other thing is she comes from like when you see her parents are the ones who pick her up from from prison and you can see like her parents have money, mm-hmm. they're well off, they're together, um you know, she, she just got with the, the wrong drug guy drug. in New York. I mean, this is
1: like a Lifetime movie. It is like
0: a Lifetime movie. Literally. They, I mean, they preserved her apartment for her. For
1: that was so weird. Years. I was like, you were paying rent for five years for what? So, so that you wouldn't have, have to box up her stuff? It. Yeah, basically. Like, they must be really well off. Yeah. Because they... my parents wouldn't even do that shit for me.
0: Right, well. I don't think. Only child. Um, so, I mean, so anyway, that's how she's very different. I think that... So different. This this whole thing is very different than... It has a different feeling and tone than the rest of in the In, like, every
1: possible way, I could yeah. not agree more.
0: Um, but Chris meets with his friend... Or, sorry, James meets with his friend, Chris, who is the voice of reason. Who's jealous? He's jealous, but at the same time... I hate time, that. I hate like when they, crazy.
1: like... I And it's the same thing with Natalie. Like, I hate when they... In Nine Day, I hate when they disguise their own jealousy with, like, concern and this, like, heavy-handed criticism. It just doesn't sit well with me. It's like, just be honest, you know, and say, like, man, I wish I had a hot girl like that, Mm -hmm. but she is in prison. And instead, they just say, she's in prison, you're a moron, no one could possibly make this decision, you know, in a reasonable way. And it's, I don't know, I find it Mm heavy-handed.
0: No, I agree with you. I understand that. And in... Theirs is an interesting relationship as well. All on James. All on James. So yeah. I think what's going to, so that's all I have mm-hmm.
1: for Yeah, episode. we were just meeting the couples.
0: So that's, those are the couples. So please listen, let us know if you want to hear more uh, Love After Lockup. If you do, we will start with season two, episode one. And at the beginning, we'll do a little bit of a kind of to catch you up on what happened to all those couples we just met. And what the status is, because we've seen season one and I've seen after the, I don't even know what to call it. I the actually, final <laughs> I haven't finished season oh, okay. one, I so finish I'll finish one. that on my own. And I've seen some of the updates. On okay. Them, so I know where they're all at. Some of the characters are in season two. For example, Scott and Lizzie are still in season two. Yeah. Um, And so we'll hear more about them as time goes on. But, and then we'll meet a cast of new characters. So let us know if you want to hear more about Love and Lockup. We're happy to do it and we're excited. So please comment on our Facebook page. Let us know if it's something that you want us to do. And we'll start doing season two, episode one.
1: Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Legal disclaimer. This is a personal podcast just for fun. Solely meant for entertainment purposes. We are lawyers, but we're not giving any legal advice on the podcast. We're not creating any kind of attorney-client relationship in the podcast. And also keep in mind that anything we say, anything at all, it's just our personal opinions. We have no intention of maligning any individual, group, company, religious or ethnic group, nationality or anything or anyone else. Lisa and Katie have no affiliation with TLC. These are not the opinions of TLC. And finally, anything that we say is not meant to represent anyone other than Lisa Freitas and Katie Saad individually. Finally, please give a, leave us a comment on our Facebook page and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast service you're using to help us continue to record. Thank you.